Alright, we can edit that out later. <laughs> I can edit it out later. I'm also happy to do editing, bro. You just kind of did it in the first 15 uh, minutes. I make it sound like it's an issue. No, no, I just happened to do it. Um, Alrighty. Great way to start. There we go. So yeah, we have a show name now. Welcome to 7 Seconds or More. Uh, I'm your host, Peter Howarth. This is uh, Garrett Collins. That's me. That's him. Um, fun fact about the show <laughs> also name. Also your host. Also your host. <laughs> host, producer, editor. We, we wear every hat. Oh, yeah. So I initially thought that this show, the name was available. I did a Google search uh, and a podcast search, mm-hmm. and then I was wrong after oh, no. the fact. I looked it up too. Logo was made. Name was, I liked it enough. But they haven't posted since January of 2021. So I, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, and they used a number, and I didn't like their logo. Um, yeah, man, dude, throwing shade you, out here. You threw um, up the logo so fast and so well. I was, I was blew me away. We I appreciate feel official. it. Like, I mean, the logo. It's you can, you can listen everywhere. Podcasts are found. Google Podcasts just got um, approved yesterday. So I think everywhere. If there's somewhere where it's not found, please tell me. Um, <laughs> uh, all, all 35 of you listeners. <laughs> um, also, yeah, we don't have a set schedule as of now. We're trying to just do it when we're available, and it's mm-hmm. in- interesting with guests. We have our first guest in house today. We'll get to him later. Um, yeah, we can introduce him now, so we can. <laughs> hey, no, I, I, hey, hey, let me do. It. I got finished my rundown. I got finished okay. my rundown. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna introduce. <laughs> Our first guest, friend of the show, uh, uh, Duncan, would you like to say hello? Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. Welcome, welcome. All right, enough of him. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go through uh, <laughs> some notes about the, the UConn-South Carolina National mm-hmm. Championship game. I know this was a couple days ago, but um, and this is a, quote, NBA podcast, but just wanted to hit some points here. We, we appreciate good basketball, no matter what what league it's in or not good basketball which yeah, is what that game was <sighs> yeah no that, that was ugly especially as a trio of huskies husky fans over here golly yeah um so yeah. i had a lot of confidence going into the game because yeah. i thought so, um so do we all yukon sort of we're riding this two seed momentum mm-hmm. no one wanted mm-hmm. us to be there or maybe necessarily expected us to so yeah, catch everyone off guard all of the injuries we've been through this this season uh, we're getting counted out, and well, I guess we can see why. Yeah, Jeez. I, I, what the what this game showed me is that it really is important to have skilled bigs mm-hmm. and and do to have a big rotation of them. And I mean, how, how big were those those girls? I mean, you were you were in Minnesota, may yeah, I add? Yeah, eyewitness I testimony. Sitting courtside, and I can tell you, those girls were huge. And not having Dorka on the on the floor really hurt us there. <laughs> were were yeah. they were they like noticeably? Bigger, because Olivia's tall. We all we've seen height, how yeah. big Liv is, but were they like were they bulkier? Honestly, other than Aaliyah Boston, they didn't seem that much bigger on the court. Mm. However, their bigs were big, and you know we really didn't have size in the rotation, so it really yeah. did wind us hurt. Wind we're we're us. a very guard heavy team, you know. Yeah, and we, we didn't just... use that to our advantage. No, that's that's they what really surprised me the most. We tried to play South Carolina's game the whole time, mm. and like you mentioned, we just don't match up. We just don't. They're a paint-heavy team. They're just a regular, large, built, heavy team as well. And it seemed like we almost insisted at times to play in the paint when we have we have shooters that just didn't shoot. I uh, I found it very interesting. Um, Gino, it's a, he said it multiple times the way he sees how you need to be a winning team in, mm-hmm. in college basketball, and it's you need 
um, you know, good good guard play, just good, mm-hmm. good guard mm-hmm. play, and you need uh, contribution from your bigs either on the offensive or the defensive end of the floor. Sure. They need to pick up one of those halves, and mm-hmm. I don't think the UConn bigs did did either. Yeah, I think they were in the second half. They played a little more aggressive. They were had a little more nose for the ball, but mm-hmm. I think it was a little too late, and um, there yeah. wasn't enough depth to sustain all that exhaustion yeah. from from and being our only player. Pinned. Playing in the post was six foot two Caroline Ducharme. Yeah, she, that's she true. fouled out with five fouls. I didn't like even notice first, she fouled out. Yeah, in the first half, you know, some of those fouls might have been questionable, but at the end of the day, <laughs> we'll yeah, get to that. You play with four fouls, you foul out. That's the that's the game. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of foul trouble, Liv noticeably getting early couple or couple or triple pair. This, of fouls. this is uh, that was you know just the latest part of a trend for her, really. Yeah, yeah. but first quarter we had one team foul. And that's mm-hmm. why they went up twelve to two run because we're yeah. scared to foul out because we don't have bigs. So instead of paying, playing aggressively and letting the ball and the game come to us our way, they played South Carolina's game and their physical game. And we just don't match up. And the dub. Yeah. And also the turnovers were disgusting. That we had seven turnovers in like I want to say the first five minutes. It was just completely uncharacteristic basketball. It's really not indicative of the Princeton offense they they run where you're everything's out of the elbow. You're you're getting it to your bigs mm-hmm. and and the players you trust in order to make decisions on these back cuts, on these dribble handoffs mm-hmm. and South Carolina's pressure was making it so they couldn't get clean handoffs and they had to take that extra second or two. Sometimes Paige had to pull out, reassess. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at low shot clock situations, creating yeah. your own shot. The only people yeah. you can trust our page, um, who I don't think was 100 percent um, for a while, obviously, and then mm-hmm. Az came in with, with the with a bug. She was pulled out in the first couple minutes. Yeah, and then you see you have situations where Ali Edwards putting is putting the ball on the floor in the last seconds of the shot clock. Yeah, and that's just not your game plan. That's not how you're going to succeed against a really talented, crisp, mm-hmm. uh, well coached team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all I got for that. I don't know if anyone else has anything. Yeah, it it seemed like that's that's a really succinct way of, of putting it, Pete. I I think that definitely explains a lot of why we couldn't get our shooters going. You know, just the pass wasn't there, just from just general disruption. No, you can't. You couldn't get into your sets that you know against some of these these weaker teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they they're not playing as hard, or they don't have the personnel to play that closer, mm-hmm. more physical mm-hmm. defense so you can get your way, you can get comfortable in your sets and get yeah. within the rhythm of the offense. And once you're down two, UConn is not a team that plays from behind. I mean, mm-hmm. that Stanford game, as, as um, ugly at times as it was, they, they pretty much held a lead yeah. the whole time, and they were able to feel comfortable with that. And Yeah, and in that Stanford game, Kristen Williams was really helping us. Sure. In this last game, she made her first bucket in the fourth quarter. Yeah, she, she was, was one for invisible. seven on 23 minutes. It's tough to see out really of here. Is. And I love Kristen. Met her at Freshens once back in <laughs> junior Freshen, year. <laughs> that na- that's a name I haven't heard oh, in a long man. time. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Devastating. Devastating loss. But I'm not too yeah. devastated. It, this sort of felt like a we should we don't like this team as far as the UConn team wasn't mm-hmm. even as talented as as some have been, and so I was true, just happy true. to be there, happy I to mean, see it. Yeah. A lot, lot to be said for making it in after the season we've had. You know. Yeah, and interesting that you said the word devastated because from the feel on the plane and the feel on the court, the only player that was devastated about the loss was Avina Westbrook. Yeah, I can see Everyone that else, you know, kind of business as usual. It was a bad really? loss. They got over it. They have more years. Even Damn. even the seniors, even Olivia and Kristen. However, Avina Westbrook was 
you know, she got kind of banged up during the game. Mm-hmm. She was crying on the side of the court. Sure. She really hurt herself. Yeah. And had a not very happy face on the plane. I I can't imagine why. Yeah. She seemed like the heart and soul of the team in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Someone mm-hmm. that she had, you know, been around the transfer portal, and then she she had to sit out that year yeah. after the transfer. And Coming from that was Tennessee, bogus. yeah, 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 from UT, obviously, uh, another legitimate program. If you want to transfer yeah. out of there and here, that means that says a lot. Either either something's going wrong there, or or you really feel that connection here. And mm-hmm. I hope I hope. She she feels like she could be a uh, a coach moving forward. Obviously, she's done some work with UCTV. Um, mm. So yeah, who knows? She's good on the mic. First night we we heard her there. No, she actually, only thing good about first night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, speaking of Avina, I actually met her and had a wonderful conversation with her at the local food truck, Lizzie's, which was shout out Lizzie's sh- major shout, shout out, out Lizzie's. God, if you know me, you know him. Um, an absolute fan of the food there, but it was her and RJ Cole where I met them. I was starstruck. I'm like, oh my future god, future husky couple, Avina Westbrook, RJ Cole. I wouldn't even say future. Putting it on the books here, just saying, folks. just saying for you, for you husky fans uh, out well, there. Now it's out in the ether. I'm pretty sure they're together, but no, she was well spoken. She was very friendly. We had a great conversation. Wish her luck on the trip, and yeah, no, she, she's by all accounts a lovely person to talk to. Damn. Too bad for her. So, uh, great yeah. stuff. So we're going to move on to some <laughs> NBA stuff now. Uh, season's coming to an end. Uh, Game 82 is this Sunday. Um, a lot of teams have, have sort of cemented their spots in the standings, but there's still mm-hmm. a lot of jockeying for either playing position or, or trying to secure those first-round matchups. Yeah, and the East is wide open still still very much wide it, open. it's wide open in in and the seating, standing seating. seatings and you could say in the the hunt for that eastern conference bid but we'll mm-hmm. get to that but the the specific topic we're going to go for today is our favorite players that we watched this season either um we followed them for a long time and it's good to see them taking an extra step or they they got on our radar due to their play mm-hmm. whatever it is so we'll cover that right after the break and we're back. We're going to jump right in here. Um, just a little, little context before I, I made these teams. Um, I, I didn't want to do a lot of star players. It's sort of like an obvious thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would lead with Jason Tatum every time. <laughs> <laughs> we we have our guys. We all like, right, Doug? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, oh, we have man. our guys, you know, Marcus Smart. Mm. Where, where are we is. at? Is that where, like the 16-minute mark now? I was going to say, Smart the hit? Marcus Smart drop happened promptly, 15 minutes and uh, 45 seconds. I think there that's a new record. I know. I was going to say. Damn. We'll see how early <laughs> we can get it. Organically. Organically. Oh, sure? Not like a don't smart want, segment. <laughs> which I will do. I'm, I'm oh, here yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. And let us know. I feel, oh, I feel uncomfortable saying that. Let us know. Yeah, you can, I, I can't you, believe we got the fan base. You can you can tweet at me at tweets and Pete on Twitter. Nice. That's your handle. That's it. <laughs> like uh-huh. It's not at as good as, uh, as Marcus's handle though. Well, what's that? Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Young oh, young changer. Mm. We discussed mm. that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Only one G. Only one G. Easy money sniper. Yeah, that's Kevin. A classic. Oh, nice. Uh there's some good ones. Yeah, this, yeah. Not, not coming to me right now. We'll start with a guy who I don't know if he has a Twitter. Um, I just don't. Um, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, he's a guy who, in the draft last year out of Iowa State, he was really a top five talent and mm-hmm. it easily argued now 
he drops because of I don't know. Like there is a real <laughs> clear. I appreciate that. Um, there's sure. I was expecting like an in-depth response there. And no, then... no, no, no. Those the whole thing is why didn't he go? There's a great landing spot. I believe I don't know where their pick was. It was like 10, 11, 9, 12, somewhere around there. Yeah. Phoenix Suns had a pick. They could have had Halliburton instead of oh number ten pick Jalen Smith, who whom they dumped yeah, to the yeah. Suns or no to the Pacers. Pacers they yeah, are the Suns, and they didn't pick up his his third year option, which is. So very, very surprising. Doesn't happen, especially for a number ten pick. Yeah, um, it's not something you you like to see. And Halliburton being that third guard off the bench after Booker and Chris Paul, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Makes you salivate. I mean, campaign that's scary, not bad, but like Tyrese, and that and that's campaign after he couldn't stay on like the Thunder. He was out <laughs> of basketball. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, the Shanghai Thunder. Um, <laughs> He's playing with Ben Simmons out there. Oh, God. Whoever he's playing. I, I think he's playing 2K. I think that's all he's playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably going to complain about his uh, shooting there, too. We'll see. Oh, man. Fun fact about Ben Simmons. I think he shoots for the wrong hand. I think, you think he's, he's a, a, yeah. I've seen that. It's yeah. been documented. Um, Jake J. Reddick was a subscriber to it lately. Kevin right. O'Connor was one of the first people on it. Apparently, he writes with his right hand uses a fork with his right hand. If you ask him to throw you something, he would use it with his right hand. But he shoots lefty? But he shoots lefty. You and should pull a Mason Bumley. I mean Bumley. I mean Mason uh, Plumley. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where he shoots the free throws left-handed now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I was at a Hornets game recently, and he airballed the first one, and then Woof. went six for six on the next six Are you kidding? Attempts. I am not kidding. Swoosh. I, th- I mean, I think there is something to that, a psychological huh. thing, because you know how many shots they've taken over the years with mm-hmm. that hand, and it can be hard to change it. You yeah, a fresh muscle memory. It's a thing. It's a problem I don't have, because whenever, <laughs> whenever I pull up to the gym, I haven't, I haven't gone to the down. gym in, in oh, yeah. we'll say, weeks. Um, <laughs> so... So I'm like, how do you shoot a basketball again? But yeah, coming back to at Ty Halliburton 22, Ty Halliburton ah, 22, yeah. excellent find. Oh boy, that must be like a high school number. <laughs> Ty, he knows he can change it, right? <laughs> like many people change handles. Oh, I think I changed mine like twice. Um, but no, it's at tweets and Pete, like the <laughs> sure. girl my fan base. Um, yeah, Halliburton's a fantastic just all around floor general. He's really good mm-hmm. at making. His teammates better, and you wouldn't know that by looking at his jump shot. It is ugly, <laughs> but it is really good. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about shooting, and somehow you see guys every once in a while that just have the strangest unorthodox jumpers, and then like they don't miss. It's... We have a guy coming up later who um, <laughs> is similar to that. Um, oh, yeah. Also, like when he makes it, he doesn't miss. He it's it's cash money. Mm-hmm. With Halliburton, though, a lot of it, um, it's hard to tell initially looking at the stats because he was sixth man off the bench last year mm-hmm. after De'Aaron and Buddy in that backcourt. But with him being shipped off to to uh, Indiana for God knows why, <laughs> talk about a bad organization. Sell the team, uh, the Kings. But anyways. But Halliburton in his 42 career games without De'Aaron Fox, he's averaging 17.8 points, 9.5 assists, 4.1 rebounds, and that's on 48% wow. from the field, 40.1 from three. That's that's Sheesh. a 40. 
Wow. And then 86.2 from the free throw line. Damn. They're really good stats. Um, yeah, very compelling. He, he's just a guy who he wanted to be in Sacramento, and that I think that shows a lot about his character. He's committed to winning. Yeah, I saw that. It, he seemed, we were talking devastating before, he seemed genuinely, genuinely gut-wrenched about that because he, he felt yeah. like he was the guy and then yeah. just off to Indiana. He was on the phone with, I believe it was George's Niang of mm. the 76ers because they thought they were going to get him. And then all of a sudden he finds out he's heading to, to Indianapolis. And he's yeah. just, he was a little dumbfounded. I don't blame the guy. I mean, second year player. Yeah. I mean, traded. With promise? Yeah. Promise. Like, Those was, stats? Is this the Chauncey Billups situation <laughs> in, in Boston? Rest in peace. Poverty <laughs> franchise. You just, most championships at, in yeah. history? At like, Oh, oh, you're, you're saying, saying the Kings, Kings are poverty. I'm saying the Kings are poverty. Yeah, yeah, Excellent no, 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 save, no, no, Duncan. No, no. Was, oh, because wow. We can have that talk Flawless if you want. transition. <laughs> nice save. I was like, Celtics oh, are poverty franchise? <laughs> oh, yeah, woof. Woof. Oh, boy. But uh, uh, just finishing up with Tyrese here. He's tied for 24th in VORP. Great yeah, stat. It had to fig- had to do a double take on VORP because, you know, some of these stats are pretty out there. but It's a real one. Yeah, it, it's a real one. There, I, there it's is like a... war, right, in baseball, right? Yeah, so if you want to hear the basketball reference description, it's a a box score estimate of the points per 100 team possessions that a player contributed above a replacement level player. So all that. Wow. Translated wow. to an oh. average team. I'm not done. But wait. And prorated more. to an 82-game season. Okay. You were talking about war. You can multiply it by uh-huh. 2.7 to convert to war. So, wow. on a layman's term, what does work tell you? <laughs> Thank you, Duncan. Yeah, it it basically shows you like in a given game how many or how much better is this player than an average player? Gotcha. In terms of um, in just points and in, in in output, and that can be defensively, offensively. Um, just for um reference, the leader in in VORP this season is uh, VORP. Uh, Nikola Jokic at nine point six. No surprise. Big drop off to Giannis at 7.1. Big drop oh. off to Embiid at 6.4. Then Luka at 5.7. LeBron mm-hmm. at 5.1. And then you get into the, the glut of 4, 4.6, 4.5, 4.4. Four, four. We have Tatum, Trey, Durant, DeJounte, Mary mm-hmm. Towns, Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so tied for 24th with uh, LaMelo Ball, oh, who I don't think anyone would question everyone would think LaMelo Ball is a better player than Tyrese Halliburton. I'm not saying Tyrese is a better player, mm-hmm. but it's a small gap, and wow. they are on a short list of, of players I would want to lead my team if sure. I'm a rebuilding I mean, franchise. Uh, Duncan, as I'm sure you know, LaMelo Ball, by all accounts, a star. Oh, yeah. All we need is James Brigo to give him the keys to the team and LaMelo Ball can <laughs> All you need is James Brigo to... I'll, I'll drive him to the airport, actually. Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> Dump him off. I, I never thought I'd hear the phrase, all you need is James Borrego, to be honest. And now that that's a soundbite, i got to look at it. Like, <laughs> all you need is no that's James Borrego. Sentences you never thought you'd hear for a no, thousand, please, It's Alex. tough with JB, though, because as much as he sucks, you know, Hornets' uh-huh. 10th seed three years in a row, we went from a 23-win 10th seed, a 30-win 10th seed, mm-hmm. to a 40-plus win 10th seed. So there is improvement. You know, we're getting guys like mm-hmm. Lamelo in there. Miles, Terry, they're really starting to yeah, develop. Yeah, Terry, oh, man. But at the end of the day, he's really <sighs> mismanaging the minutes. Oh, yeah, which, the Celtics could really use a guy like Terry Rozier. I say that every time he drops, oh, yeah. like, yeah. 32, <laughs> 10, and 5. We, we I'm say like... that any time we see a former Celtic go over to another team and just ball. Like, you know you know, another guy we could really use? Max Struess. 
God damn it. Speaking of, he lit up the Hornets the other night. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about Max Struess is I believe the transaction was we ended up picking Javante Green mm-hmm. over Max Struess. And then Javante Green's playing great in Chicago. Oh, my God. We'll see him up, up close, um, depending on when you're listening to this. Celtics play at Chicago tonight, 8 p.m., first night of a back-to-back tomorrow in Milwaukee. So Damn. Tour of the Midwest. So Midwest. that is a big uh, big couple of games. Um, I mean, uh, the, the, the Bulls, though, they have won like no games against top seeds except the except Celtics, correct? Celtics. Yeah, so yeah, I believe they're 1-11 against the top uh, four seeds. Well, yeah, uh, one win is Boston. Oh man, but yeah, Terry Rozier though the Renaissance in Charlotte that's got to be that's got to be fun to watch. He's just he plays an exciting game. I mean, you give the guy the keys. We've seen what he can do with, mm-hmm. the, with the car. Why didn't we give him the car? <laughs> well, I mean, you look at uh, we, we talked about the the dearth of point guards, shoot first point guards that we've seen in Boston. But you know, we want let's open it up to to, to Duncan in, in the Charlotte Hornets scene because you're the guy for them. Well, yeah, it's it's tough being a Charlotte Hornets fan. Well, you know, City. Buzz City. I can't say I've been one for long, but you know this season between Lamelo getting solid minutes, there mm-hmm. there was a, a Knicks game recently where the Knicks scored forty points in the first quarter, and you know oh atrocious defense. The Hornets were putting a comeback. They were getting back. Uh-huh. Um, come the beginning of the fourth quarter, Lamelo played played all but two minutes. Wow. They're within like ten points. James Braywood doesn't put him in until the five minute mark. The Hornets lose. You know, like what are you gonna do? That's oh, it's man. weird looking at Lamelo's um basically usage um mm-hmm. part of it is sometimes he'll he'll get a bunch of turnovers in the first quarter and he'll be in the doghouse mm-hmm. but he he doesn't have a consistent minute load um really a uh, weird comparison but i watch enough celtics basketball that this is what i feel comfortable with the celtics have a plan they script out their mm-hmm. substitutions so around the six minute mark six to eight minute mark jason mm-hmm. tatum comes out yep Jalen Brown leads the second unit, mm-hmm. and then they'll switch out Tatum and Brown. Now, why isn't Lamelo? They need to have him scripted, With so, the so they yeah. have that thirty-six minutes a night planned out. Everyone else change around it because I want those Lamelo minutes locked down. And sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work out. No, JB he really does not know how to manage minutes. He needs someone else in there. For example, last night against the Heat, he was quote unquote trying something. So Trez Harrell, zero minutes. Zero minutes in a game that we lost by 30. How do you not give Trez minutes? Possible play in next week. I don't know. Wow. And then the other thing wow. that bothers me with JB is, for you Celtics fans, we have <laughs> IT on our roster, right? Ugh. IT is a great player. However, so it's a young team. A young team trying to develop their young talent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. players such as James Booknight are not getting minutes. Our guy, yeah. IT, you know, he's got a fabled career. He's very good. He's much better than James Booknight. But do we really want him on the team for the next four How years? How many minutes is IT playing a night? Um, he's probably he's playing around like fifteen to eighteen minutes a night. Really? It, it it's funny though if you look at his if you extrapolate his yeah. minutes per thirty six, they're somewhat on par with his All Star seasons in no term. No kidding. Uh, in term, the percentages oh, are there. Hell yeah. The his field goal attempts is is three point attempts. Um, his turnovers are actually down. Per thirty six compared. Love that for him. I just think he doesn't. It's not the right fit for this Hornets team. Kind of lacks an offensive identity. They kind of just mm. score points. 
And a defensive identity too, but we don't necessarily have to get into all of that. <laughs> identity in general. There we go. This isn't the the thrash the hornets uh, no. pod. <laughs> Side note: James Bugnight, come on the pod. Um, yeah, yeah, we love you, James. He can come on any night. But yeah, he got his first minutes in uh, over two months. He played a whole uh, five minutes against oh, the Heat wow. in a game they lost by thirty. Meanwhile, uh, he's averaging like like twenty five and ten he's in the G blowing League. Blowing it up there. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, it's just really frustrating uh, not taking advantage of our draft capital that we spent. Sure. But, you know, if, I think down the road, if uh, either one more season with Borrego, give him his last shots, maybe increase, keep on, keep on getting better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if not, just, just move on from him. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic case of a a, a team at the end of the, the standings trying to reach that now playing tournament. Mm-hmm. They don't really commit one way either to trying to tank and get that pick in the lottery, or I mean mm-hmm. that may happen to the Hornets just by virtue of the, the, the luck year, of the yeah. draw. I mean if they if they, I don't love their chances to to get into those seven or eight seeds. So that that mm-hmm. decision again may be made for them. But I just like them to commit either that means playing the young guys and and maybe not trying to win right now. Or going all in, playing Trez, playing a lot of minutes to guys like Ubre, Plumley, Lamelo, Rozier, Hayward. Mm-hmm, These mm-hmm. guys that are, you know, probably quote winning players, your vets. Yeah. Try to win you some games. So, I just you need to pick a an identity, and, and they're not really committed to either. Mm-hmm. It's good to yeah. see them winning, but yeah. they're not guaranteed a playoff spot. No. So not when the East is this competitive. Yeah. No. And and you want your young guys getting experience in meaningful games. We've seen this in. Mm-hmm. A lot of cases. I mean, Memphis had a little spurt last year. Yeah, and now look at them. You you hope to see the Cavs get some minutes in the playoffs this year for Garland and and Mo. And let's remember with the Hornets, too, is that they were the 6th, 7th seed at one point in the season. Sure. And then right before the All-Star break, I think they lost like, I know they were lost 8 of 10 at one point and then had another big slide. It was a really bad slate. Yeah, it was bad. And it wasn't like it was against good teams. They just, they sucked. So, Duncan, where do you see the Hornets headed? In the future, you know, we, we talk about all these possibilities. What do you think? Like, if I don't, if, if we handed the keys to you, you know, <laughs> ideally, what would you like to see? Well, one thing I want to see is preparation for Lamelo Ball's supermax mm. contract, and that's something you know, Peter, you know, you know a little more with the, all the contract magic that they can work, but they yeah. have to prepare for it. Yeah, so they have a couple tough stuff on the book. So Hayward is is under for another two years, um, and they're, then yeah, he's like him the Celtics thirty mil a year. They did. They waived and stretched Nick Batum, so he'll be on the books for I believe eight point nine mil next year. And Nick then, Batum playing for the Clippers, right? Uh, yeah. After he was waived <sighs> and stretched sure, by your Charlotte Hornets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they gave him the bag after he. Uh, I don't even know where he was before. I mean, uh, he he was with Portland, then he was with someone else. He's been around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then so they they got Ubre for one more year. Miles Bridges will be a restricted free agent this year. Damn. Then you got to make decisions on guys like PJ Washington, who they might have like, been shopping at the deadline. I um I like PJ Washington. As a player. I, I like PJ. Yeah, I like too. Miles Bridges as a player. Got to see him. the only um one of the few seas games I've been to in a while because of the plague was against the the Hornets. It was the Kemba Revenge game. Oh, nice. And uh, Miles Bridges, oh my God, he's electric. Oh, he's made such a jump from last year as well. Yeah. Uh, he was 
80th in windshare last year, 32nd this this year. Wow. He's averaging like 10, almost 10 more points a game. And wow. really just bringing it together. He attributed a lot of that to Gordon Hayward. Um, uh, yeah. Being you, a veteran mm-hmm. in the locker room, even with Gordon not playing, you know, he's able to get get advice from someone who's been in those playoff games, yeah, yeah. Uh, been in the in the league a long time. And I really like how he's improved. Yeah, well, Big G's got a good vision for the court and uh, a lot to offer. He was helpful for the development of our, our Celtics boys, too. That's for sure. Even though, again, poor guy somehow has got the worst luck in the world when it comes to injuries. Ah, oh, man, that... We talk about big what-ifs, right? Oh, my God. I I have, like, five more what-ifs before that, if you're talking to the Celtics. Like, like 2017's playoffs, what if Kyrie doesn't get hurt? Oh, Oh, that's... Hurt slash (laughs) wants to play. Is that 2018? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pick pick your year. It's kind of the same. That was Flat Earth Kyrie, not Anti-Vax Kyrie? That was Flat Earth Kyrie. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, That was was the innocent times. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's that. What if <laughs> the writing was on the wall? There's what if they um, uh, actually traded for Paul George? Um, that was in mm-hmm. again, I believe, in the summer of 2016-2017. That was right around um, the Tatum draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be the 2017 NBA draft. It was a rumor, mm-hmm. and then you could, if you want another Paul George, what if he was almost traded to Cleveland to play alongside LeBron? Um, but really. Uh huh. This is true. So I believe the. I don't know what pick it was. I think it would have been the Nets pick that the Celtics sent to Cleveland would have been For, rerouted yeah, yeah. to. That's the Colin Sexton Indiana. pick. Indiana. Right? It's the Colin Sexton pick. Um, interesting. interesting to see if he comes back next year. But they ultimately wanted that Thunder package, which wasn't a bad package, all mm. things considered. Included the pick that became DeMontis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. That's how we ended up on the Pacers, yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. And Sabonis was uh, actually technically drafted by the Magic and then traded. So, so we're technically talk, we're talking, been around. We're talking Magic in not just the, the team sense, but in the transactional sense. So, Duncan, you mentioned clearing up for the Lamelo Supermax, right? Like, how much the timeline is he, he got? Because he's still on his rookie contract, right? Yeah, he's got two more years of the rookie contract after this yeah. year. Yeah, so four years. Because you know he's getting the scale. bag. Oh, yeah, he has to be. Yeah, so these first two years are guaranteed. Then there's team options for the next two. So then he's a restricted free agent where mm-hmm. they'll sign him to the qualifying offer. So he can go out and get that offer sheet signed by a different team, and then he can come back to the Hornets. The Hornets have the right to match it. They'll have his bird rights so they can go over the mm-hmm. cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little concerning. You don't want to be a team that isn't even locked in one of those top six spots and and paying over the cab and potentially the luxury tax. And that's why this timeline and trying to get this clock going before LaMelo's time hits, it's very crucial. I mean, you Mm. see it. It's an NFL thing. Everyone, if you have the talented rookie quarterback, you got to pay to build around them. Uh, That happened with Russ in in Mm -hmm. Seattle. It's happening right now with Herbert. Mm-hmm. In char- uh, in L.A., where they, they bring in Khalil the Mack, too, yeah. they pay J.C., they mm-hmm. pay Mike Williams. <laughs> they pay Mike Williams. Who knows why? Hey, hey I, Mike Williams popped off, but, you know, this is the wrong bet. He looks like a good culture guy for them, at yeah. least. And he'll know the system. He's, he's been there for a while, too, but anyway. Hey, that contract's like a bargain now, I guess, compared to if he keeps his production up through every game of the season, which he didn't last year. Yeah, three years, $60 million? That's a lot of money. Anyway. Is that 60 guaranteed? 40 guaranteed. 40 guaranteed. Eh, so 13 guaranteed a year. 
fourth highest paid NFL receiver. Is, when's that of though? I mean, Diggs this morning. Yeah, there's, there's a couple more since then, but still, March eleventh, top paid pay, top wow. ten paid wide receiver. That'll be something to keep note of moving forward. Yeah. Um, Circling back to oh, Lamelo though. Transaction. Yeah, no, he uh, <laughs> Lamelo. I didn't. See, I don't know if you saw last week. Became the youngest player to ever get two hundred threes in a season. Really? Terry also two hundred threes in the season. First wow. time in Hornets franchise history. Two players. He also became the youngest player to have two hundred threes, five hundred plus assists, and a thousand plus points in a season. Wow, so they're not preparing they're for that supermax. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Hornets is just such an exciting team. Like, there's got to be hope for the future, though, right? Oh yeah. Like, even the guys we talked about before that you know maybe headed out, like PJ Washington, I think is a great player. Yeah. Miles Bridges, I've seen like electric. Yeah. Like he has a case for MIP. Yeah, you think so? Most improved. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. He's got he's got the jump, um, the jump, mm-hmm. and just like not not just the the stats and the scoring and everything like that, but he's he shoots fifty percent on teams that are over 500 you know when it's down to hmm. the line he's there when the game matters he's there and i think that's that's like wow. a intangible right there the players such as john morant who i think should not have should not be the front runner for mip i i agree except i think for like kind of a right way i see is i feel like john morant's already a star you know yeah. I, f- I feel like he just wasn't seen like he was picked number two I mean, yeah. he's scoring eight more points than he was last year. He's leading his team to the number two. Yes, mm-hmm. pull up the nineteen and two or twenty and two, whatever it is yeah, now. I don't two, care. I think, right? Without you're the, not going to tell Jaw. me they're a better team <laughs> without Jaw. No, Jaw is great, but he's scoring those eight more points because he's averaging four less assists than last season. So yes. instead of passing the ball out, he's shooting it. Oh yeah, you can fact check me. I already looked. It's I, I four. It's four. Wow. It's, it's a large amount. Wow. You can you can double check, but. You know he's he's a great player, and you cannot deny that he is a star. No, but I feel like he's he's been a it's star. Not for you know, seven point four assists per game last year, six point seven this year. That's point seven for okay. uh, everyone at home. <laughs> Quick math brought to you by Peter Howarth. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like for me, I I, I feel the only reason I feel uncomfortable giving Jaw the most improved is because I feel like he's had star and superstar written all over him since he's been drafted. Like. This, the only person picked before Ja was Zion, right? Like who's and now that he's out of the spotlight because of, well, whatever he's going through with his his surgery, his foot. But it's like it's ja, the John ja Morant narrative this year, you know? Like he, like you mentioned, he, he's led the Grizzlies to second place in the West, just behind the not just behind the Suns, but Suns. If we're Suns, Suns. It's it's the Grizzlies conference, you know, like they they're a terrific team. He's making people better, but I think for whatever leap he's took this year, I feel like he's been a star. You know, he's he's the guy. He's been the guy. It, it most improved is a weird award. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is sort of narrative driven. Yeah, true. And so is all the awards. It a hundred percent. That's how every every award is now. What 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 kind of sucks is that you want. The share of the love in the awards scene. Ja will get MVP votes. Mm. He could be first team All NBA. He's on mine. He's discussed he on the NBA. show last week. He could. Be, I mean, he's probably no low, lower than second because your top four guards on All NBA, wherever you put them, are probably going to be Ja, mm. Luca, Devin Booker, and then seeing some people do the Steph Trey debate. See if Trey, his stats are worthy enough to push him up second. Because it's not like the Warriors are some juggernaut in terms of record. No. Yeah, they've really fallen off a cliff. It's been bad, especially with Curry's low production this season. 
Well, he's has well, production, games, right? but the, the three point slump rather. On the 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 volume's super high though. I mean, three yeah. points a ten per game. I think he he breaks every record whenever every year <laughs> shoots yeah. more threes. Yeah, and he could he could shoot more because he can. Fun fact about Lamelo to get back on oh, yeah. uh, quote track, fourth youngest All Star ever. Really? So for everyone counting home. Uh, I don't know why I'm I'm so on this phrase today. Yeah, I, I like it, you know. You know, Dude, I don't always listen to podcasts. All at 35, home. you guys. If you're math people, let us know. We'll, we'll let you guys do the counting. I think it says that actually, out of the 35 plays, it's like 32 unique listeners. So the, the three of you that have doubled down, um, maybe listen it, with a friend a second time. Yeah, share the love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell your tell, friends. Tell your friends. Don't stop listening. We encourage the, the repeat, though. Thank you. New new seven seconds or more just dropped. Everyone huddle around. <laughs> <laughs> Go find the dial in your Victrola. And, no, but speaking you know. of those young players, Garrett, you had a Josh Giddy as one of the players See, that you like to I, watch. I do like watching Josh Giddy. He's he's just fun, you know. Like the, he's got such an awesome vision for the court. His passing is superb. Like it's it's before he went down. I uh. I know. I just, I just loved it. Like he's average, like not average. Don, what is it? What's the stat? He's got sixteen triple doubles. Yeah, I know that's this insane. season. It is. We're talking about young players that are just absolutely letting them. This man's nineteen. That's crazy. Sixteen triple about. doubles. A like, TikTok legend too. Take, oh yeah. really? You don't know? I don't know. That's like half the story. Dude, see, I, I feel like I haven't been on TikTok because I know it'd be bad for me, my mental uh, health. Well, you need to be on Giddy's TikTok. Okay, you know that can change. <laughs> Solely. But Gary, what what do you say to the twenty six percent three po- three point percentage? Yeah, well, you know, you, you caught me at the student union today. How many attempts a game? And uh, he's at, I believe, three point nine attempts per game on the average. But um, twenty six, like we see people that make impact winning plays and can dramatically affect your game without having, you know, that kind of shooting production. Like another one of my favorite players is Draymond Green, right? Like I am a massive fan of his what he but you know he's a defensive genius what he it's 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 terrific he impacts the game also on triple double watch but <laughs> famous for the triple single stat line he puts up i love the triple God, single. I love, but you know the draymond green triple single is exquisite you know like what he does for the game is fantastic i feel like josh giddy impacts winning offensively in that same kind of way the way he can open up the offense for the the thunder his passing, his vision for the court is terrific. And so what I say to the three-point shooting percentage is I feel like, he, A, he's 19, right? Like no, That's fair. And Just sh- like Tatum. Just, yeah. like, just Both like Tatum. A couple of 19 <laughs> Young <right>. stars. <laughs> like, he's 19. He's got time, and I feel like he thinks he's got a shot, you know? And if sh- shoot or shoot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. I like um, just hearing the soundbite of during the draft and everything that mm-hmm. this man's weakness was basketball. I don't know if you remember, but I, I they're do, talking about his strengths and weaknesses. Why do basketball. they do that? It, they, it's nice to see him prove them wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah, it really is. Not and even my biggest flaw with, with NBA draft coverage. My biggest flaw is that they got to give everyone a comparison. Like, yeah, okay. every guess time. what? Guess what? Just because someone's like 6'9", 6'10", a little skinny and can shoot a little Doesn't bit, mean they're, they're, not KD, they're, they're not Kevin Durant. They're not Kevin Durant. KD. Brandon Ingram was not Kevin Durant. KD is one of one. Have you watched Brandon Ingram play? Doesn't play Kevin Durant. Chet Holmgren. Skinny Kevin Durant. I've heard that nah. so many times. How can he be skinnier than Kevin Durant? <laughs> He's literally <laughs> the, slim reaper, <laughs> the slim reaper, bro. The slim reaper. 
That's so mad he, oh he doesn't God. use that nickname enough. I know, right? Way. Like it's it's the greatest thing. Like Easy Money Sniper. Like it's yeah. okay if you didn't already have the Slim Reaper. With the wordplay, dude. Or the oh, Durantula. <laughs> You never heard the Durant. Oh man! (laughs) And you're positively giddy about that. I'll leave. (laughs) Oh man! But speaking of giddy, like I saw, like his last five games, like he's shooting forty from three. But you know, before he went down, like I feel like he does have a shot. You know, we've seen the slumps happen. It happened. Jason Tatum started rough off the year. He always starts a little bit rougher, and after the All Star break, becomes the second coming. I but, mean, last year he had COVID. People forget. Yeah, yeah. They're like his shooting's down. I was like, like he dude, had have COVID. Some it's the plague. But yeah, I'm looking at the the Josh Giddey last five game stats: three triple doubles, right? 40 percent from from long distance, forty four percent field goal percentage, huh. and eight point six assists, nine point eight rebounds, and sixteen points per game. Like, Giddy's got it. He's able to have the ball in his hands. He's a longer leash on that rebuilding mm-hmm. yeah. team. Um, I think overall, though, he just has a good feel for the game, and uh, yeah, I and agree. he will impact winning. Um, Those tall guards. But boy, don't get me going on tall <laughs> guards. Tyrese, <laughs> Giddy, Lamelo's tall. Yeah, what's, what's he clocking in? Cade's at? tall. Lamelo's like six six or something like that. Lamelo, no yeah, kidding. He's like yeah, it's he's Michael, taller than me. Michael Jordan height. Uh, I mean, hey, most NBA players are taller than us. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, well, not Lamelo Isaiah Thomas. Six, I'm six eight. five. So. He's six eight. Lamelo's six back. eight. Yeah. What? Uh, per, I really? Per stat muse. Per stat muse. He's six eight. He also says he's one hundred eighty pounds, which I find a little hard to believe, but. I feel like if you're six eight, you want to have a little more, a little more mustard than that. Oh my! Yeah, some of his his highlights from that Heat game, some mm-hmm. of those crazy assists to T Row in the corner were, whew, they're hot. Oh, pardon me on the uh, the correction. I think I was looking at I, I talked triple doubles about Josh Giddy. You did. I think it's that's sixteen double doubles. I was mistaken. It's four triple doubles, but still, those are very different gross. stats. Very very different <laughs> stats. Sixteen as a as a rookie would be. Absolutely unheard of. Important clarification. My goodness. Um, fun fact about triple doubles. Um, I, I wonder if you guys know this. Um, the only uh, triple double, I think the only, yeah, the only triple yeah. double without points. So that'd be. Sure. Do you, do you know who, who did it? You know, I got to guess my guy Draymond. What do you think? Oh, uh, no, it's Will. Right? Wait, no, Will scores. No, not a scorer. Mm. A defensive player. It's got to be 10 blocks. Right? Or steals. Uh, or turnovers? <laughs> is it is it the Russ turnover one? No, 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 no. <laughs> no turnovers. Quadruple double no. every night. <laughs> no, no. I I think I do remember one sound bite of Russ got the triple double with turnovers at one point. <laughs> it it it's it happens if you have the ball in your hands that much. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. True. Who is it? Not Draymond. Uh, so I'm gonna need a guess, and then I'll verify if you're right or wrong. Draymond's my guess. Draymond's um, your guess. I also want to go with like a defensive-minded center, so I'm just gonna go uh, Shaquille. Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, as our as friend Natalie likes to say, Shaq O'Neal, which nails <laughs> on the chalkboard for me. What? I, Shaq O'Neal. The amount of crap we give her for that is just—it's it's crazy. Shout out Natalie. Shout out Nat. Nat, if you're listening. <laughs> Big love, big love. It's Draymond. Um, oh, there nice. we go. Congrats. All right. Against my guy. The, uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies so uh, in rebounds, 2017. Assists and steals. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 steals. Oh, uh, he also had five blocks. That's uh, insane. For the record. Wow. Uh, four points. So you're telling me he was a point away from the five by five? 
<laughs> no, you had four points. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah, five by five. Yes. For those out there, the five steals, five blocks, five assists, five rebounds, and five points. Is that like a fast food deal or something? I, I, yeah, I, I think it's Wendy's has got that. No, it's no, the four, four for five. Four. Didn't they it, upgrade it? Th- it's four for 444 now. That's on, a little too on the nose. That's like when they started doing like the $6 footlongs. Like, like why? When did they do? Oh, my God. I forgot. Forgot about that, dude. I remember I was like, not devastated. Too strong of a word. But like, at least very much annoyed. You've lost a regular customer. $6. (laughs) I'm out the door. It's too damn high. Quiznos, here I come. You ever eat at a Quiznos? Not in years. I don't think I've ever eaten at a Quiznos. I don't think they exist anymore. I don't think I've seen a Quiznos. I think we used to have one, but it wasn't on my list to go to. What about, oh, you're probably a D'Angelo's guy. No, I've seen a D'Angelo's. Never eaten at a D'Angelo's. Why do you keep seeing these restaurants? (laughs) I've never seen a Quiznos, bro. That's what I'm saying. Wow. D'Angelo's, I drive by it on Route 1 every day. And when you know when I'm in Route 1, I'm either too... (laughs) Shout out Route 1. (laughs) I'm either too much in traffic on Route 1 or people... It's just, I just have no desire to go to D'Angelo's. Because it's, it's right by the coals. Anyway. We're going to... Mass. Uh, uh, if I'm getting a sandwich in Northern Mass, it's a roast beef sandwich. Nick's roast beef. Anyway. Very specific. Very specific. Best roast beef sandwich in... Uh, oh, yeah. In North Shore. Pete, are you down with the roast beef sandwich as a South Shore man? Did you just say I'm a South Shore man? Well, you, you're, you're below 95, right? <laughs> that's that's all I need for my clarification. In the middle of the state. All right. South Shore, man. Well, you call yourself a Bostonian in the description, so. I, did you <laughs> just say, to... I'm not going to say Bostonian and a Worcestonian. I would personally have gone with mass holes, but I, I like it. I like This it. is a, a clean show. We'll edit I that say. out in post. You know, we'll... I won't edit it out in post. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, it's just easier. Bostonian's <laughs> yeah, way I like better. It, I like what is it? Oh, a Worcestite? A Worcesterite? You know what uh, I mean. Resident of... I'm know. technically not a know. resident. I mean, I'm not technically. I'm not. <laughs> There's no technicality. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, no. Going back to the most improved player of the year, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had one Tyrese. What, what do you think that other Tyrese down there in Philly? True, Tyrese Maxey? I think him. he is in the, I don't know. He's in the top, uh, like, six or seven on the odds if you pull up odds fan duel. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, he's just been a breath of fresh air for the Sixers offense, which mm, has mm-hmm. doubled down their free throw shooting. I went to a Sixers-Knicks oh. game. The first. Oh, why? <laughs> tickets for free. Uh, oh, shout go. out Subog. Mm. Coming to our meetings, by the way. No one comes. Um, <laughs> really calling my organization out on air. We're, we're a lot of shout outs. I love it. I love it. It was the game where Joel Embiid set his career high in free throw attempts. Wow. Clocking it at a scary what? That must have like been fun to watch. Th- was it, it, was it 30 like 34. Oh my God. You know how wow. boring that is? Maxi was so how fun. How long was the game? Long. Mm. Very long. Mm. Especially <sighs> longer than a UConn football game. Ouch. Well, you got your football game after we get blown out. You know, it's pretty quick. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Run the ball. Keep that clock going. Oh, man. Anyway. 59 to 7 goes by like that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but was, just was looking that the, at Maxi's jump. Sorry. No, no worries. Oh, I pulled a number out of my, uh, out of thin air. I, uh, no, I mean, 59 to 7 is plausible. Like, uh, it's definitely happened before. It was for like a couple glorious minutes. We led Clemson 7 nothing. Oh, uh, yeah. We had like opening drive, 98 <laughs> yard yeah. rushing touchdown. It was gorgeous. And that was it. But you're saying Maxi's not a good part of me. I no, he, you. he uh, more than doubled his points per game. I know yeah. points per game is not everything, but he went from 8 to 17.3. Wow. He was yeah. someone that was kind of lumped in that 
tertiary tier of 76ers pieces that Who they was had. on the block for the Nets, right? Oh, um, pardon me. You're just general general roster construction. Oh, I'm just talking about, yeah, if you're talking about trade value mm-hmm. or just asset value, I mean, he wasn't in, um, yeah. I mean, Tobias Harris like a negative asset. But, yeah, now he is, yeah. for sure. He, I but, think he was. Gary, yeah, what do you think him. Tyrese Maxey's averaging from three? From three? Talking about percentage? Yeah. I guess 38, 39. Yeah. I was going to go 37. 43. Uh, I knew it was going to be some astronomically wow. high number. Yeah. How many attempts per <laughs> yeah, game? 4.1 attempts per game. Four He's averaging 43. That's solid volume. Yeah. He, there's a lot of space given to him in that offense. Sure. I mean, now that being the third option helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, they yeah, third, the other not guys. fourth. He's above Tobias. I oh, complete, yeah, would completely agree. I was going to wait to make that point. Because, uh, yeah, he's part of the big three now that they got there. Like, it's it's crazy. And he's on good on the defense, right? Because they got a couple solid. He's feisty. He's feisty. Obviously, Thibault is their he takes defensive the spotlight specialist. There. Also, him and I wonder who would have more value. Probably Mac. Max, he has more year, years left on his deal. Um, yeah, Thibault's more of a defensive specialist. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was... I, I I presume he was a non-entity in in any discussions about a, yeah, yeah. a James Harden deal. Very similar to um, there were rumors that the Miami Heat last year were interested in obtaining James Harden from the Rockets, and it God. was reported. I don't know who reported it. Probably like oh, Chris God. Haynes or Woj or Shams. Mm-hmm. Shout out Shams. Um, <laughs> hey, Shams needs a shout outs. Okay, you they... team Shams or team Woj? You can be both, but please pick one. I'm Team I su- Shams. I suppose, you know, I, I I have no strong feelings either way, but I do like Shams. Yeah, no, he's solid. Shout out Shams. Yeah, why not? No, he's like 26, right? I did not know that. Shout out Shams. He's, he's <laughs> extremely young. He's, he's just I, he's a super hard worker, and he's really, like, like pushed and sort of willed himself into where he is. Bleacher Report, right? Is that where he's at? So, um, technically, he, he, so he, he writes for The Athletic. Gotcha. And then mm-hmm. does video stuff for Stadium, but then he's also worked with Turner Sports. Hmm. Um, well, it's just yeah, just not being you know like mainstream ESPN really inserting himself as. as yeah, a, well, him. I, I believe yeah. um, so. Woj and Shams used to work together. Gotcha. At Yahoo Sports, and then mm. Woj got the call up to the majors, <laughs> and then Shams was in the dust. Uh, Bobby Marks too, uh, ESPN analyst. Um, former um, assistant GM for the New Jersey Nets. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was uh, part of that team that made that terrible Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade to Boston. And thank I you, would say Bobby terrific, Marks. terrific trade. <laughs> yeah. In my completely unbiased Celtic opinion. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, Maxi was untouchable in this Harden deal. Mm. It was mm-hmm. rumored that last year Tyler Harrow was um, – Untouchable in that uh, potential Harden deal, I yeah, find I very interesting. That. I do, I do too. And Harris um, had a great season. He's worked himself to be. Oh yeah. He he. We're I, I haven't looked at the six man of the year. I haven't looked at the betting odds. He should be number one. He mm-hmm. should take the the award. He's almost home. even not a six man is the thing. Like the amount of time, amount of minutes he plays, right? Like he's yeah. he's so integral to that that Heat offense. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. scarily yeah, close it. for six man. He's minus ten thousand. So oh, wow! So the betting odds yeah, have him winning. Wow, yeah. where, where are those lines from? Um, they're from BetMGM. Wow. Oh, uh, hit overs, hit unders, and everything in between. That's BetGM. 
Or MGM. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I they have the know. Jamie Foxx commercials, right? Yeah, yeah, that's them. So many commercials nowadays. I like those commercials. All right. But um, yeah. Sponsor us, Bet you know, MGM. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never knew that it was Harrow. I just kind of thought it was Hero. Tyler, Harrow, Hero. I've heard both, actually, now that yeah. you say it. I, you know, I have no idea. I'm not an authority on the matter. All right. Neither am I. <laughs> so we got a couple, couple of Peter picks. We got, we got Duncan Smiles, Bridges. We talked Giddy. Garrett, you know, I, I'd love to hear uh, who else you had picked out here. Oh, thank you, thank you. I was just about to go to there. I have, um, if we're gonna bring it back to Boston here, I've been watching Grant Williams for a, ever since he was drafted because I heard a, <laughs> I heard a clip that he likes playing Settlers of Catan, which is one of my favorite board games. And of course he does. He's of a big course nerd. He he's a big nerd, and I love that. Shout out Batman, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what he calls himself now. <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> don't since... don't give him momentum. Don't give him this. Platform. I, you know, I I think what kind of, you know, as silly as the nickname is, I love it. I love it. You know, like yeah, I, I'm it... just a Grant fan, man. Like he's he's well spoken. I think he was valedictorian. He, he like he was super smart guy in Tennessee. Graduated in three. No, it wasn't valedictorian. He graduated in three years. Like. You didn't just it does league, happen. Graduating yeah. three years, man, smart, plays Catan. And so I'm all about him. And we're talking about cases for most improved player. What Grant's done from his corner office shooting threes this year has been fantastic. Setting up in the corner office. Like, yeah. I personally, that's my preferred nickname for Grant, Grant Corner Office Williams, because he's shooting, he's shooting at 41 points, point eight on the season. From deep, wow. it's steady too. I mean, there were points oh, where yeah. I've watched Grant in the past couple of years, and when he's on the floor, I'm like, "Oh man, mm-hmm. can you take him out?" Yeah, I want to see like most other players in there. Sure, because like last year, I think they they had him trying to play the five, right? They had him put on a lot more weight. They try they had they trying him as a small ball center because if you watch his his college highlights, he's got a good good feel for the game he has great court vision and he was dishing a lot at, at tennessee yeah. and he's made some inspired passes on the seas this year as yeah, well yeah, people gave him the draymond comparison which is unfair i mean i mean it's because we're talking about the unfairness of comparing players and you know yeah add that to the tally sure oh yeah yeah i mean and i mean draymond is a i believe he's self-proclaimed the best defensive player ever um, as this is right I, I would have to <laughs> i would have to look at it um mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. In terms of in terms of hustle, in terms of understanding and really mastering the game, as good I, as it gets. As good as it gets. And Grant Williams, I feel like he's he very very similar to Draymond in that way. High IQ basketball IQ player. Great vision for the game. Like his block on joke on the Joker, if you will, which is why he got his nickname as. Why well, he got his nickname? Like in the past tense, well, he's claiming himself as Batman because it was a nasty block. He used the back of the the glass to stuff Jokic at the rim. It was super good. His defense, his fouling is down. He is he plays a good gritty defense. He's a switchable switchable forward. It's, you're, you're walking yourself into liking the the comparison, the Draymond comparison. I and you know I it's not for me it's not that out there. Obviously. The problem that you know it's problematic, but like, I I, I do kind of like it. Except obviously, like Grant's a sniper from the corner. You know, yeah, like yeah. Th- that's where the comparison falls apart. Grant's Grant's a shooter. He would be he's if he had the volume, he'd be a 50, 40, 90 player this year. Is his are his stats actually there for fifty forty nine? What's yeah. his free throw? His free throw is eighty nine point nine. Wow! Like so, he is point one away from hitting at the free throws. Are like. 
I, I looked it up, like around 100 attempts short. And he's, I think, like around 100 shy on the field goals made to make it a 300. But he's he's hit the, the from three, from deep. Yeah, and he's 60% effective field goal percentage. Yeah. Which for some reason, basketball reference doesn't have him when you when you put it up top. That would place him in the top 10 in the league. Um, Maybe it's because it's not enough minutes. But Yeah, I mean, normally mm-hmm. it's thresholds that they don't pass. Um, I don't know what they are per... Um, for everything, might be told. It might be attempts, like total just shot attempts. Yeah, yeah possibly, but something it's still like pretty, that. Pretty good on his. Uh... Yeah, no. Grant has had a renaissance as a third-year player. Now that he's, they're not asking him to play backup five minutes. Now it feels like he's a natural power forward, and he, he has a, he has a defined role. Yeah, he's he's, and we talked about identity earlier with the Hornets. I think he fits flawlessly into the the newfound Boston defensive identity. Right, he's he's shooting with size. He's a switchable defender, which ex- with what the C's love to do. They switch one through five. It's, switch everything. It's it's mm-hmm. gorgeous defense, and he he can guard. He can guard a lot of people. Like I, he stands up pretty well with bigs. Like like I mentioned before, the block and Jokic, and he's fast enough on his feet to solidly guard twos. You know, like shiftier ones give just about everyone in, in the business trouble, but. Grant's got it, man. He yeah. he shows up to the assignment too. Um, yeah, and I mean, playing with confidence is a big thing. And, and he's when confident. You can set now, your it's, rhythm. It's awesome. you, you have steady minutes, and you're playing with the guys you played for. Yeah, played with for a couple of years. It, uh, it only does wonders for your confidence. And then when you start seeing him go through the net, uh, you've seen the results. Yeah, and he's yeah. seeing them. He, they're, they're, the shot is falling for him, and he is playing with confidence, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, I think that's what's, what's fun about this Celtics team is, you know, you've got Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. you've got Jalen Brown, but they're not the reason that you're winning. You know, it's it's the whole team, well, which is kind of fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're helping, you know. <laughs> but they, no, yeah, I, I hear you. Big individual changes since, like, the beginning of the season. It's the whole the whole basketball IQ yeah. and everything else coming together. And uh, hats off to Ime Udoka, who's really – instilled the system he wants in gotten the guys to buy in like you said it took like it. took like three months but yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of it's uh i think in part of that transition is because it's it was brad's team for four years right like yeah like and not just brad's team, like people he have has had quite a say in as we can see now that he is president of basketball operations quite a large say in drafting too i, w- I would think and when you get to the amount the the highest level that the Celtics have got, which was multiple Eastern Conference Finals, you keep mm-hmm, knocking at mm-hmm, the door, mm-hmm. you you switch pieces in and out, and you can't get past that. I mean, and C's have had a lot of personal turnover over the years as well. It's hard to uh, try to have that same say with the players, and it wasn't a knock on Brad as a coach. Oh, Brad's no. a good, Brad's a fantastic, as, coach. as good of an X and O's guy as as you can have in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think he's been key for developing the Celtics players as well. You know, just that that IQ you mentioned, Duncan, is I think in large part the C. It's the the shadow of Brad Stevens in all of those players' development. You know, yeah. and now that they have such a culture guy in Ime that really can get the most out of the players, it's a winning combination. Yeah, like and that seen. Brad's still there too. Right? And that Brad's still there running still things there. now. He's, he's he's willing to trade a first round pick. Oh yeah, which is. <laughs> breath of fresh air it, it it's something actually with having a former player as a coach and mm-hmm. someone who um has been around good great coaching mm-hmm. staffs mm-hmm. with with popovich and then oh, yeah. he was with the brooklyn staff last year it's something i would actually want to see with the hornets the too. Help um, out there. if if brigo 
um, isn't retained or he yeah. has a job elsewhere. I want to see someone who the Hornets players um, respect on a different level, not that they mm-hmm. don't respect mm-hmm. Borrego. No, I agree. I mean, it's been multiple tuss- tussles with the, the Hornets players and Borrego. There, I remember one quite visual one with Booknight. Um, where Booknight wound up being assist, uh, escorted to the locker room, oh, yeah. and because he he wasn't getting minutes, mm, and you know like mm. there, there's obviously not a lot of chemistry in between them. Even though the players are saying raving things about them in interviews, but you know like sure, you're you're a player, you're not gonna make your coach or yourself look bad in an interview. That's your livelihood, man. You know, yeah. yeah. So no, I would be interested to see what kind of player would would be a coach like that. I agree. It's I agree. a. Uh, uh, I mean, we've seen a lot of different sort of coaches who haven't had necessarily coaching experience step in. Uh, Steve Nash, obviously, he's probably Durant and Kyrie's um, guy, and he definitely they definitely vouched for him mm-hmm, to come mm-hmm. in. And Chauncey Billups brought in by Portland. We'll see what he can really do with yeah, uh, yeah. A, a full off season, And, and you got Dame back for next year, in theory. Um, yeah. Portland in a committed to the grind. place, though. Never oh, runs God. away from the grind. <laughs> one thing, one thing is for sure about about Mr. Uh, Lillard mm-hmm. loves that grind. Yeah, it's it's tough to see where uh, <laughs> tough to see where where Portland's going, but um, because it's 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 rough at the bottom as we yeah. can see the Knicks collapsing and you know back to the old same old Knicks kind of situation. I don't want to bring up Knicks. I'm just talking about franchises because where I'm trying to pivot to is franchises that are that are growing like Minnesota. They got their guy now, and who's another player I like a lot. You yeah. know, he uh, we mostly just because he's so dynamic. Yeah. He's an what he can do at six four, two hundred twenty five pounds. Like to be that athletic is yeah. insane. Honestly, and he's he has a great amazing. case for rookie of the year. I agree. I oh my god, I I kind of thought it should have been. It. I think Lamelo had the ESPN highlights and the. The narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like looking at the stats, you know, maybe it should have been him. Ant was, oh my God, he's been fantastic for Minnesota and for I think I've I heard in some interviews for, with with Carl uh, Anthony Towns and some other things. Minnesota's as a state is buying into Timberwolf bas- basketball now in a way they really haven't since KG was there. Oh yeah, you know? I was I was there last week. Yeah, yeah, we were right by the Target Center. Sure, the entire entire city's covered in T Wolves T Wolf stuff. That's got to be awesome. Oh, it was great. We've got a great arena over there. Yeah? It's it's nice. You know, the Skyways in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Yeah, you were you telling can, me. I'd never heard yeah, of such There's thing. 11 miles of Skyways. You can get from the Vi- from Allegiant, no, U.S. Bank Stadium. There wow. you go. All the way. I was close. I got there. <laughs> Allegiant. Proud of you. It's the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Close enough. From I mean, quite U.S. The Bank from Stadium Vegas, yeah. all the way to the Target Center, which is around like five, six miles without going outside. Wow. wow. I never knew that. I never knew that till this afternoon when Duncan told me. No, it's cool. That sounds super cool. But yeah, and... Minnesota's buying into Ant. Like, Ant, oh my God, he's such a wonderful media personality. And I think he said, like, yeah, I'll, you'll put me in any sport, I'll be the best. I'll do it, you know? And I feel like he could. He was how, a, how much of an I, athlete I believe he, he is. He was a, a, a football prospect of some. I, I believe it. Sure. With the vertical he has, imagine throwing passes to that guy and bodying people. Oh my God. Yeah. Ant's, Anthony Edwards is just so fun to watch. Oh, and yeah. not just. You know, and interviews, but or rather, not just on the court, but in the interviews. His, his, as a media personality, he is hilarious. If you haven't, <laughs> go check go check out some Ant interviews. There, <laughs> he, he's a great delight. interview. He's terrific. Yeah. But yeah, he's having a solid season too. You know, he's twenty one points per numbers, game, yeah. solid rebounds. 
4.8, 3.8 assists, shooting 35.8 from deep. Yeah, I think yeah. the 2.7 turnovers a game. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, that's giving him the keys. He's how, a young how many player. minutes per game? Uh, 35. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no. Under yeah. three? Yeah, that's, that's fine. good. Mm-hmm. And he'll only evolve as a passer because he's super young. Yeah. It'll be interesting just to see um, as they move forward um, sort of where they put him positionally because mm-hmm. he, he probably has the makings of more of a two. They can play him at a small yeah, ball he, three. Basketball reference has him listed as a two. Yeah. And then, I mean, Russell, um, are, are you committed to him long term? You, you That's the question. You essentially gave up Kaminga mm-hmm. and Wiggins. Um, the pick turned into Kaminga. I mean, I Warriors won that trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the Wolves wanted because Russell and and Towns are boys. Sure, it's the two of them and, and, and Devin happy, Booker. Yeah. They're they're all guys. Really? Yeah, they're boys. Yeah, they did a they did a magazine cover a couple years. I think it was Slam. No joke. Yeah. Well, well, Towns and and Booker are both Kentucky guys. Mm, gotcha. D'Lo's a Ohio State. Imagine gotcha, gotcha. on the Wolves though. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. Oh man. Uh, he's he's a he's a desert guy through and through. It. He did an architect- architectural. Oh my, is that architectural? Architectural, like, like the design of buildings. Uh, yeah, that'd be it. No, I and I said the word. I was like, ah, am I saying it right? I don't know. What are you going for, man? I am. He was, he did an architectural digest. Um, really? Uh, piece. Yeah, and he showed off his home. Uh, Devin no, Booker. J- I'm gonna look that up. It's a nice home. I want to see you were gonna tell me he he was an architect. Me, me too. Like, oh, I'm like, that's interesting. Okay, cool. God, I guess I gotta follow the, the book now. I did uh, this no. five years in uh, school. No. I didn't know that. I buried the lead there. <laughs> yeah. Um, fun fact: Anthony Edwards. Um, he played um, uh, youth football. Obviously, um, he played uh, for the Atlanta Vikings. Isn't that funny? Huh. Yeah. yeah so I'm well, looking at the uh, connection. The Devin Booker. <laughs> the Devin Booker home. That's a pad. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, nice. he has like he's got an architect flair. Oh, super cool. It's a lot of the interior design is really good. Oh, he's really? very committed to uh, some some cool textures and and hmm. and cozy but but well themed and and well laid out spaces. The more you know. And, cool. and you saw that car he, he oh, drove yeah. in the files last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my favorite player car is Lamelo with the neon yellow Lamborghini. Oh my god! Smashing the fit to <laughs> the car. I think anyone else would look so horrible, but it's Lamelo Ball. He can yeah, wear whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. What if what he's if, got the what swag? If Grant Williams did that. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get booed <laughs> out of Boston. Okay, one thing on the Grant I on, the, on the, the Batman nickname. Oh yeah, bro. If if you saw Batman coming towards you, he's six six and big. Mm-hmm. And you're like you, and that's and that's what Bruce Wayne was six six, and you'd be like, oh, that's Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh, why is he? Oh, Bruce Wayne's Batman. Okay, cool, huh? I like. I know Grant Williams. Like, he could be a scary guy, but he just looks too nice. You know? and, that, and that's that's he, what I also really like. He talks about him. a lot too. You know, big talk. He seems like a genuine nice guy. He's he's, he's, he's buddies with Tatum too. Yeah, yeah, he's got a great smile. Air I bugs. love that. So does Anthony Edwards. True. True. Connection. Hmm. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like these guys. Because <laughs> yeah, they, they smile well? Dude, no. I, I like it's Lamello. Endearing. I like Lamello. It's, it's endearing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a big grin. his grills or whatever he's oh, got. Like that AT&T commercial? <laughs> oh, yeah. The one with LeVar in it? Oh, yeah. man. My son can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to start watching um, 
Oh, what was the name of their show? Their name of their show was so funny. Oh, Ball in the Family. Yeah, is Ball in the it? Family. Yeah, the Facebook show. Really, the name of it's yeah, on my Facebook list. Facebook show for free on Facebook. Shout out, <laughs> yeah, Big Baller Brand. No, <laughs> no, you know, my, uh, the line is no. gone. We're not shouting <laughs> out. Uh, I they they caught, sold those caught. those Lonzo shoes, the Zo twos, for like five hundred bucks. Oh boy, they're they're. A, is Lonzo uh, is Lonzo doing okay? Is he gonna come back? Uh, no, I don't know. He, he's I, pretty I don't much sure confirmed he's... not to come back this year. Damn, that's, that's rough for the Bulls. Bulls. You know, speaking first of, round exit. Shout out Ao Desumu though. Oh my, oh my god. god. He's good. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends Revolution. on it depends how the seating ends up going because there's, I mean, I think they might be able to win a first round series. But right now they're Against slated who? at six, so which means they would match up with the Bucks in the first round. So yeah, they're no, not they winning. Can't, they can't beat the Bucks. But the Bucks are tied with the Sixers and the Celtics tomorrow. Celtics at Bucks. So big game. I think the only re- the only team they've beat is the Celtics once, and was that pre um, Celtics pre turnaround? The best yeah. team in the league. That was like uh, I want to say pre January sixth. Then, <laughs> yeah. um, are the yeah the you see, to be clear. <laughs> The good January sixth Celtics turn. Hey, out. that that's that's the day everyone picks, and it's that's when the thing. Go figure. I just go since the new year, personally. That's a good one. Yeah, the the new calendar year. Yeah, you know what? Anyway, but yo, know, to bring it back to the balls for a second. I remember my little brother showed me. <laughs> he got his friend at BC for his birthday. He and his, his group of friends chipped in to get a LeVar Ball cameo to wish his friend Tom happy birthday. <laughs> That's and it was the silliest, craziest yeah. thing. Also, the Celtics lost oh on 1-6. It's the 1-8. One 1-8. Eight. One eight. Oh, really? Yeah, they lost to the Knicks, and then they beat the Knicks. Oh, it was the Knicks game. Yeah, That's... the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that, was that the RJ? The that was the RJ. three-pointer? Yeah. Hey, we lost to the Knicks twice this year. Are you kidding me? I just, how? It's it's because we lost the opener. It was the him. opener, the like fifty Jalen. My God. Game where Evan Fournier couldn't miss. God, God damn it! The Frenchman himself. Mm. Now, there's something about the Knicks where uh, they can only beat good teams and they lose to every bad team. Not the Sixers. Oh no, yeah, no. not six. No, that's true. Or the Hawks last year. <laughs> or this <laughs> year. True. I think more of the story is the Knicks are a bad team. Yeah, yeah you know. Breaking news here. I know. <laughs> Hey, but their coach is not afraid. I forget, I forget his name. Oh, Tibbs. Yeah, Tibbs is not afraid to give his players minutes. He yeah. he's Tibbs has got a pension for home. putting him in through <laughs> putting him through it, right? Yeah. I I mean that's he, not he all true. I mean okay, he'll <laughs> play Alec Burks over like quickly or Jericho well, Sims Alec, Alec or Quinn says, Grimes sometimes. So it hasn't looked bad, right? But he's Alec Burks. I know. <laughs> you can't like. Oh my god! Like. Oh my God. Again, it's a thing. Like, like pick what you're doing. You're 35 and 44, Knicks. Like, play the young guys. They finally have more. Which is nice. I like Quinn Grimes. I like I like Quickly a lot. Quickly, yeah. triple RJ, double. RJ, right? obviously, you have to give him the keys. Oh yeah, um, big RJ guy. Yeah, that's why I've I've seen stuff where maybe you, um, if Donovan Mitchell's available, so mm-hmm. the Knicks overpay for Don because he's a he's a Mets fan. Um, really? Yeah, he's a Mets fan. Let's go Let's go Mets. Where's he from? Well, he went to U of L. Um, I don't know where he grew up. I believe he actually he he grew up. He was born in New York, Elmsford. Because oh, you know, Wait, every time the the Knicks see a player from New York, they're like, "He's coming home. It's happening." Yeah. Duncan, but, have you heard of the Canterbury School before? Boy, have I! He spent two years there. His what? first two years of high school there. Yeah, that's a. Uh... 
I can, I can walk there from my house. No joke? Up, up into Milford, Connecticut. Oh, right. And then he, he transferred wow. to Brewster Academy, which is yeah. in New Hampshire. It's like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fun, fun fact, JFK went to Canterbury for like a year or two. No wow. joke. A yeah. couple of elections. Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. former company. U.S. President John F. Kennedy. Speaking Quite the company. Don, though, he's got he's to gotta find a way out of there. Oh, yeah. the, oh, he's bad. You know, he's bad for the Jazz, and the Jazz are bad for him. I, you know, they're I don't gonna, know if he's bad for the Jazz. He's like the Jazz's guy. He's I, the Jazz's guy, but they're not winning with him. They'll try to trade Gobert first, but I don't think he'll. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's. They'll, they'll get anything of impact enough for. I him. feel like I, I don't have, the requisite you know basketball. Just diagnosis. send the take. Just send the take. Just do it. I Rip don't know. It. It's just it's 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 not even a take. It's just I don't know how the Jazz always seem to just burn out and not work. We saw it in the playoffs. Well, remember We've last seen year they here. had the best record in the NBA. The Jazz were a force. Like right? last year, I don't know if they're, they're not. Well, and then now Rudy Gobert is a good regular season player. Yeah. He, I mean, but uh, we we saw them. I think they they dropped to the Nuggets right in the bubble. Was it the bubble? Yeah, that was that crazy uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah, the Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell duel. Yeah, yeah, like, dropped to the Nuggets. They were disappointed last year in the playoffs. Like, because was that Clippers they, that beat them? Like, the, comeback they, they clips, They need to change right? something. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, it's interesting. There's a stat that's been going around Twitter, Twitter a little bit lately. Mm-hmm. Is Don averages two passes yeah, to the Rudy Gobert game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm looking, his assist numbers are the same. Like, I feel like I feel like it's easy to pile on the Jazz right now, but their offense works. You know, like it it works to it worked enough to get them to the playoffs. I that they're disappointing once they're there, and as inevitably the season goes longer, it's I don't know. They're also losing. They they've lost some key players this year. I think Conley went down right, and. Yeah, it's I, I don't quite understand well, how the Jazz. Let's just say it out is that they're gonna have a first or second round exit, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna be uh, what is this team moving forward? What they need to do? What mm-hmm. are they gonna do? Bring a different like like what trade out Royce O'Neal? Like that's not yeah. gonna change anything. Yeah, no, they've got to trade Don or Rudy. And Don routinely likes tweets on Twitter like clowning on the Salt Lake fans. Well, it seems like to be Don fair, wants I've, out. I, oh, right. Mm-hmm. It seems he, like Don wants out. Yeah, he hasn't made it mm-hmm. official. I think he he tries to maintain a very good image. He's a lot of young fans. Yeah. Um. He he's he's a he is a uh, an athlete who has their own signature shoe. It's a short list of players in the league. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. This, Tatum doesn't even have signature shoes. No. Uh, Luca's getting one. Well, Zion bit. has one. Zion. Yeah. So th- those are all Tatum, Luca, Zion. They're all Jordan athletes, and mm-hmm. so they kind of like just jump the gun with Zion. Yeah, because um, I mean, everyone was right. I mean, yeah. they're coming out with the Zion twos already. I don't think he even wore the ones on the I don't court. Think I don't know if he did. <laughs> I think he's gonna be good when he comes back to the Pels, Dude. though. He looks Loki? like he's having fun when he comes back to the Pels. He's not gonna come back to when he comes back. He looks like he's been having fun on the bench of the Pels ever since you know the Jose Al- uh, Alvarado, the Alvarado, yep. yeah, Grand yeah. Theft Alvarado, Grand yeah. Theft Alvarado, and all the other pieces they have there. <laughs> Why CJ, have I never heard? They're having fun. They're going through. Yeah, the Pels, low key, could have a deep run if he comes yeah. back. Look, they're, they're, he's they're not coming back. He's not coming back this season. He's not coming back. I thought I heard rumbling that he he could. He's not. Coming I don't back. know. No. Damn. Well, like, I don't think he. JV, CJ McCollum, 
B.I. Like, is pr- finally playing like Brandon B. Ingram. Like you know, what? I'm gonna. Anyway. It's probably gonna be a bad take, but I'm just gonna say it. Zion uh, uh, Williamson will never wear a Pelicans jersey again. Mm, interesting. I hope not. I hope. Like I feel that would set such an awful precedent. You know, and, and then it's again, a precedent that's never there. been made. He, there's never been like a top pick who hasn't stayed with their team after the rookie skill. Yeah, it's up. like it. I, I don't. I don't. I just don't like what it would do to free agency and the way teams are made. And it's. I think it's bad for the game if he doesn't at least play half an hour season or something. Like yeah. if he forces his way out. It's just going to leave such an awful taste in my mouth. He doesn't want to be there. Well, I just feel bad for him because the fans don't want him there either. I mean, you saw the whole one-ton Zion. Poverty franchise. Move the team. Move Mm -hmm. the team to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Or Vancouver. There's going to be an expansion in Seattle. Okay, then move the team to Vancouver or Kansas City. I mean, they already moved once, right? That's why the Utah Jazz the Utah Jazz. I think they like being in New Orleans, so it's just the Zion thing. Except no, there are no fans. It's a football city. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Where do they even play? In in Nola, talking about the Smoothie King Center. Smoothie King Center. Time out. Smoothie King Center. What? Uh, that's I'm not lying. That's but, the name of their. Yeah, it their might be arena? arena instead of center, but uh, it's wow. the Smoothie King. Broadcasting center. live from the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, wow. It's it's funny with stadiums because there's stadiums where either it's uh sort of they've had that naming right for a while so i don't even think of it as mm-hmm. the company See, like Staples gillette center. stadium sure. yeah. or Staples center yeah. i don't you mean crypto.com arena i wanted yeah. to bring it up for that reason <laughs> no they're right downtown td garden um yeah where where it's where i don't think of it as as the team we're like fedex form oh sorry yeah it's fedex obviously yeah, yeah. or american airlines arena yeah mm-hmm. i think it's going to be that yeah the Target Center. That's a good one. Target Center is a good Target one. Target Center, yeah. Also, don't think of Target. What about uh, Rocket Mortgage Arena? <laughs> or, or, or 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 the best arena in the league, Little Caesars <laughs> Arena. <laughs> Apparently, it's actually a good arena. Who's that? That's uh, Detroit. Oh, mm, yeah. That makes sense. Your Detroit Pistons. Uh, They're nobody's that. Detroit Pistons. We're not going to claim ownership of them. Think, uh, you know, actually, I had to watch. first pick again? I, you well, know, I know, the lottery... You never know how the lottery goes. I don't know. I actually had to, speaking of Detroit, for uh, one of my, for my geography gen ed, I had to watch this documentary called Requiem for Detroit, and it just poured my heart out for the people there, because like, hey, there's just not a lot of people there now. Like, they've all, because the highways moved to the suburbs, it was eye-opening, man. Like, damn. Now you always got to root for those Detroit teams. I I, I I do. I completely do. Like, I'm not a Closet Lions fan, but like, if I see the Lions beat a team I'm happy. Oh, like the day, day they made, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, Detroit, when... like, unless it's the Celtics, <laughs> which <laughs> they've had a number they, this they year. Seem to always... But, like, they're feisty. They're feisty. And, yeah. you know, they're a scrappy team. I like the tank, tank going for Jabari. Tank we we for talked Jabari last Smith. week about how Jabari. Tank for Smith. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no. I, I, I haven't gone through the, the ones this year. Because, like, some of them are Choke terrific. for Chet. Choke for Chet. Choke for Chet. You know, the football is a classic. Suck for luck. Suck for luck. That's so good. But, yeah. Think for Smith, I like. I like. They. I mean, where do you think Chet winds up then? Where do you think is a good fit, best fit for Chet? I've gone know. through. Well, like the best fit is an interesting one. Yeah, we I, don't think we've explored that question. Yeah, we I mean, it'd be interesting to see him with the Rockets. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's uh, Chet is a. Uh, uh, he can kind of fit in any system, but at the sure. same time, 
I, I, I want him at the four. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So at, at that, I understand the rationale of wanting him on the Pistons, but I just think Jabari's a, a better fit. No, that's mm-hmm. fair. It's a more natural fit, in my opinion. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, I'm realizing now, we were talking earlier about, you know, what's good for the game and Zion wanting out. And I think a part of the reason, like, I'm liking the Detroit Pistons so so much, and we, it's, we're talking about it, is because it's like, by and large, uh, kind of... The, the, all the all the draft picks have been contributing. Look at Killian Hayes, like a Cade now. Like I feel like oh, a more uh, Killian Hayes has been like okay. Well, Killian Hayes is a top. Once pick. he was given the the keys when Cade went down, he was performing. Classic you know? yeah. Josh Rosen Kyler situation. They thought they had their guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in Cade. Oh man, that's devastating. It's really but, um, not equal. And I, I think like in the guys they brought him with trades like Jeremy Grant and like they like, signed him. They signed him. I thought he was yeah. traded. No, they gave him the right. bag. Right. Because he wanted to be like one of the number one guy after yeah. Major yeah. Denver. Yeah. My bad. Major My fag bad. alert. Major fag alert. But I don't know. I feel like it's really cool to see, uh, like, I want to say, like a homegrown superstar like Kate, you know, draft. And now he's the guy. And that's going to be the. It's wants like, to be in Detroit. Wants to be in Detroit. Buys in. That's why I love the Celtics I mean, so Detroit's much. Detroit's not Jason even like a Tatum. Bad franchise. No. Well, it's so like the Pistons won. Like, like, what they got to do and follow precedent is trade him to the Pacers, right? <laughs> oh man oh my god don't, don't you're talking about having Cade and and Reese Oof. Oof, that'd be filthy talk about size in the backcourt oh my, oh, my tall point guards <laughs> oh we love our tall guards but I think that's why I like the Celtics too Jason Tatum Jalen Brown Grant Williams Marcus Smart Rob they're all homegrown guys you know and I think that's good for the game to it's fun to follow build a team. it's fun to follow years. you know and that's why I feel like it'd just be so devastating and be so just detrimental to the game to have a free agent not get signed because he wants out or pardon me not stay with the team after the rookie deal because he wants back, out yeah. and then go to a big market where he can be the sensation you know yeah, like, I feel like that's the problem with you, the mm-hmm. NBA is it, it's hard to follow a team it's like it's kind of like coming into it, you know. They follow a team for a player, and the yeah. player leaves, and they're like, yeah. "Shoot, what do I do?" There was a there's like a, LeBron, yeah. There's a speaker um, at a panel I attended last week where someone asked, "What what sport do you think um, in in fandom and and the way it's followed is in decline?" And mm-hmm. a lot of people said said baseball, but no, it's basketball because teams follow sure. or people follow players, they follow yeah. teams. People yeah, don't they... stay with with the Heat after well, after mm-hmm. LeBron left. People didn't. Stay with the Thunder after Duran and Westbrook mm-hmm, left. Mm-hmm. It's a player-driven league, for, mm-hmm. and that has it's done just, a lot of good. But you know, it it, it can hurt in some aspects. The nature of the sport, basketball is like a a top five sport. Your five best players will carry you. Excuse me, a lot more than your bottom five. It's just nature of the game. It's a good point to to wrap up on. Little uh, retrospective on the league. What what where are we at for the time here? We're clocking in about quarter past. Oh no. Buck thirty right now. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah, this is a bad trend to just keep on going up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, this was fun. Thank, uh, thanks for coming in, Duncan. First yeah, guest thank ever. You. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for being the inaugural guest, man. Glad and, uh, to have you back in the in the future. We'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. I I definitely foresee a regular part rotational role if you'd like. Yeah. Just let us know. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank you so much for joining us here on the officially titled first podcast named podcast of seven seconds or more i've been garrett collins we got peter howarth over here and thank you again duncan for being our first guest thanks so much guys all right we'll wrap there